Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Live with Barry Martins. My name is Barry Martins. And uh, it's been a while I did... I, I need to stop saying it's been a while I did a, 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 a podcast. I should just go ahead and <laughs> do what I have to do. All right. All right. Um, so, as you guys know what we do, always and all the time, uh, I bring you the thoughts going through my mind, you know, and uh, how it's been. Um, last week, the, there was a lot of discussion that happened with the death of Osina um, Chimachuku, who is um, an Nigerian popular gospel artist known for featuring in the song Ekweme. And um, a lot of things were said. You know, I, I let me see if I can go through the story a little bit you know of all that i know about her death and then share my thoughts so the story has it that she died out of uh, because of um, a clot a blood clot in her heart that was the initial story that came out in fact another story that came out was that she died of throat cancer (laughs) when i heard the throat cancer story i'm like nigerians can we can we not be predictable? So because she's a singer, she died of throat cancer. What kind of rubbish is that? What kind of story? She's died of what 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 what, what is throat cancer? She died of throat cancer. My mind was like, can we be un- unpredictable sometimes? That's what that was the news that was going around. That was that she died of throat cancer. Why? Because she's <laughs> because she's a singer. She has been singing, singing, and then throat cancer happened. Come on, guys. That by the side. So, Osnachi died out of because of a blood clot in her chest. The story is that she was kicked by her husband in the chest and she did not survive. That was the story. And I posted some things on my page talking about how we should raise men who don't punch and beat their wives, especially in the church. You know, we raised discussions about why didn't she choose to divorce the man because stories started coming out that this thing has been happening for a while this man has been beating this woman for a while in fact at some at some point she left the man's house went back to her parents house and after a while the story said that the man came with pastors i started begging her family and she had to come back and every time the man messed up misbehaved the, you know and and her family members want to you know take action she will be begging them or that she will change or that she, he will change he will change or that he will change or that he will change and alas this beautiful soul who has blessed us with such melodious music that she has made while she was on earth has gone to be with the lord because a man who could not keep his anger and his self-esteem in check decided that the best way to treat a woman is to kick and beat. It's annoying, it's frustrating. I can't believe that we are, we in these days and times still have men who beat their wives. I mean, let me not say I can't believe because it's happening every day. 
And because of all of this thing that happened, I shared a few things on my Facebook page, and, you know, and then people, of course, people came for me. I started asking questions and people were asking questions. Why did she not divorce the man? Why didn't she divorce the man when this thing has been happening for a while? And the story that we um, that started coming out and we concluded on was that she didn't want to divorce the man. And of course, if you are a, a Christian in Nigeria, you will know the reason why she doesn't want to divorce the man. Because if she divorces the man, what everybody will be saying is that's the the gospel music minister who is a divorcee and immediately becomes a stigma there's a high probability that she will not be invited frequently regularly to minister at least for the first couple of months or maybe a year or two before everybody gets used to it but for from that moment there is going to be stigma because that's what the church does we stigmatize people that's what the church does that's one thing that is going to happen. For, and, and this is not go come story. I, I, I know the story because I have been in the gospel music space for a very long time. I know stories of people. I don't even want to mention names. I just have some names in my head because I know these people and they know me. And because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a media person, I'm a journalist within that, within that gospel music space, I know the stories of people who are who used to be married and for some reason their marriage collapsed and what they went through in the first few weeks months and years of their their their, their divorce before things turned later i know stories so i'm not telling you something that i heard from i'm telling you something i know people i can call names of artists who used to be married who ceased to be married and all the stories that came out just because they were no more married. Because what, what, me, what happens is every time you make any move, people are suspecting you. People are accusing you. Because of the way the church is. The people in the church. Let me not say the church. The people in the church. Well, that is not my, my crux today. What I want to uh, discuss or attack today on this podcast is the need for us to understand scripture holistically i said something on my page i said that we need to begin to understand that the bible has cultural context in it the bible is a history of a people the bible is a, a story of the culture of a people and the Bible contains the word of God and I said that until we begin to pay attention and put into consideration these factors in understanding what the Bible says per time we will keep having problems why am I saying this the story of divorce came people started quoting scriptures God does not like divorce Jesus said in the, that, no, uh, that if a man, divorce, if a, a divorced person go out and go and marry, that they are committing adultery. Da, 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 da. People were saying all sorts. And I, people attacked. 
But what are we talking about? So should the, a woman whose husband is beaten to pulp stay in the marriage because the Bible said God does not like divorce. She should not divorce. So because of that, let her stay and be killed. So now that she has died, is, is everybody comfortable? Is everybody okay? Have you gone to heaven? Yeah? Now that she has died, you that is maintaining that the Bible says that God hates divorce. Now that there are several women who are, and the truth is, is, is both ways. There are men who are in a marriage that they don't want to be in again because of the type of woman they married. They are hot. They are, in fact, there are some, women, some men that their wives, their wives are beaten or that um, his wife is beaten. There's, there are men whose, whose wives are beating them, maltreating them, treating them poorly in their home. So it's both ways. So should such a person stay in the marriage just because somebody wants the Bible to come to fulfill, to be fulfilled that God hates divorce? Now, that is not even where I'm going to. We need to understand the scriptures contextually and also from a cultural point, people fail to understand the Bible is not the word of God. The Bible contains the word of God. There are a lot of things in the Bible you should know. Hear me, hear me again. The Bible is not the word of God. The Bible contains the word of God because inside the Bible, there are different stories. Some of them very ugly. Things like David entering into a town and slaughtering everybody. Just because they are his enemies or that he heard that God said to him. Meanwhile, it might not be God that spoke to him. It might be his conscience, his inner man spoke to him. Things like Solomon married 700 wives and 300 concubines. It is in the Bible. It does not mean that it's the right thing to do. It's not the word of God. God didn't tell Solomon to marry 700 wives and 300 concubines. We need to begin to understand that the Bible contains the Word of God, but the Bible is not the Word of God. We need to stop believing who Klein and sinker everything we were told from preachers who, who then themselves were learning and begin to look at this thing called Christianity and the Christianity we're practicing holistically, critically, reading in between the lines to really understand what is for us and what is not for us. Everything in the Bible is not for you. Some people will come for me for this, but I really don't care. Everything in the Bible is not for you. So you need to decipher. You need to rightly divide. That was the word I kept using on my post on Facebook. Rightly dividing the word of When the Bible says, when Paul was talking about rightly dividing, he knew what he was talking about. Everything in the Bible is not for you. Everything written in the scripture for you. Let us go to the to the you know to let's let's deal with the big elephant in the room. Jesus was speaking when he was talking when they asked him about marriage, and he told them in the beginning it was not so. God made you male and female. I posted something about this, and I'm, I'm not going to repeat myself. I'm just going to cut it short so that I will not make this podcast long. Jesus in that. In, in that chapter of Matthew, where he was talking about marriage, Jesus was actually addressing the men. 
Because in those days, in those days, women were not counted. Women were seen as the property of the man who married her or the father who she comes from his home. That is why the Bible recorded that Jesus feared 5,000 men. What about the women and the children? They were not counted. Women were not counted in those days. So women were seen as property of the man. That was why, that is, in fact, that is the, that, those, those are the core reasons why we have a very um, chauvinistic, uh, misogynist society. Because from the olden days, women were not counted. Men were counted. Women were not counted. So Jesus was speaking because those days, a man can decide that he doesn't like his wife's face again and go and take another woman. A man can decide he doesn't like his wife's face again and go and take another woman. Those days, they married all sorts of wives. And Jesus was talking to the men when he was telling them. He said that in the beginning it was not so that Moses allowed you to give your wife a paper of divorce because of your stubbornness. And he said to them in the beginning, it was not so. Meaning you're not permitted to just dump your wife because you don't like her face anymore to go and marry. If you do that and go and marry another wife, you're committing adultery. He now said, he gave a, 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 a clause. He said, except for the except for a situation of adultery. Meaning if the, the woman now goes out and have sex with another person, then the man cannot have the right to divorce the woman. What about the man? What about if the man goes out to go and marry, to go and have sex with another woman? It's not counted because in that culture that time, it was not counted. And Jesus was trying to caution the men. Let me give you a good example. Remember the story of the woman that was caught in adultery when they brought her to Jesus. They brought her to Jesus. That she was caught in adultery. Every right-thinking person will say, "Ah, ah, she, you say they were caught in adultery. Where is the other person now? There were two people that were having sex, doing, doing, doing the do. One person cannot be doing the do alone. There was there was a, a, a man with that woman. Why didn't they catch the man? Because the offenses of men in those days, the way their culture is, the offenses of the man is not counted. The woman, the the, the so. <sighs> Oh boy, oh boy. We need to read the Bible contextually, understanding that, that the Bible was written in a particular time under a particular culture. Culture meaning the way of life of a people. That woman was caught in adultery. The person she was having the adultery with was not caught, was not brought to Jesus. They just brought the woman because that was the mindset. The mindset then was men subjugates everything every other thing is under the woman including in southern the man including the wife and the children and other women so what jesus was talking about there was not that if a woman is being beaten in her husband's house that she cannot ask for divorce in those days even if a woman is beaten nobody will talk about it she will keep quiet she probably just tell her mom and keep quiet because it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a, a cause for 
for for for alarm in those days but we are in a different time where the man is not only the breadwinner now women are also breadwinners men and women are working they are contributing to the home the case in point that we have which is also Natchez and Wachuku and her husband the lady is a breadwinner in that house She's a known gospel artist. She's making money. Her parents, her mother and her sisters told the story of how all the money she was making was going to the husband's coffers. The husband, and the husband doesn't really have a work that they know. So the husband was managing the wife. So two of them are contributing, in quotes, into the upkeep of the family. The family. So that makes them an equal. And I think men need to understand that. That times have changed. Whether, and whether times have changed or times did not change, you can't beat your wife. She's another human being, a grown adult. A grown adult. And, um, and it's, a, it's tautology, but I just have to say it like that. Like grown adult, because grown and adult is saying the same thing. You can't raise your hand and be beating a, 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 a grown woman. You can't. A woman, a grown person, an adult. You can't. For why? Two of you are married. You asked her out. She said yes. It's not like back in the days when the man is the the woman is the property of the man. The 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 the, 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 the woman is betrothed to the man. It means that the, you literally bought the woman it's a different time we can't live like that i i keep saying what i'm saying we need to understand the cultural context of scripture when we are interpreting it rightly dividing let me give you another example paul was speaking to masters and to servants in the in 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 in, in one of his epistles and he said um, servants, obey your masters. Serve them as if you're serving Christ. He now said, Masters, he, he, he now spoke to the masters also and said that they should not infuriate their, 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 their servants. In fact, the word is slaves because those days it was slaves, not servants, slaves. So now, would you now say that Paul is encouraging slavery? Even, even Paul had to even tell the masters that these servants and slaves are actually your brothers and sisters in Christ so treat them better but he still told the servants and the slaves submit yourself serve don't disobey your masters now is Paul encouraging slavery no but it was a culture in that time it was the their way of life people had slaves it's like having house help now people had slaves then they would go and buy slaves it was the word was slaves, not even servants, slaves, because that's what they did in those days in the Roman Empire. They, they came to Africa, they came to you know other parts of they bought people and they bought them with money to come and serve other people. It's the day your master decides that he wants to free you, he frees you. People were slaves those days. Was Paul encouraging slavery? No, but it was a culture and he had to speak in that line. Imagine if he woke up and told them and said, God says all of you, all of us are the same. Therefore, nobody is slavery, this slave, nobody is free, nobody is, you know, 
Do you imagine, do you know the kind of uproar that would have happened? He had to take time to teach the church gradually that these people you're treating like this, they're actually your brothers and sisters in Christ. He had to teach them gradually till he, till he got to the point where he was telling them that there's no bound, there's no free, there's no Jew. He had to gradually bring them to that point. What am I saying? We need to understand scripture from the cultural context, from the historical context, and then the spiritual context. As we are catching the rema, getting the revelation in the word, let us understand that there is a cultural connotation to it. There is a historical connotation to it. It's very important that we know this. If not, we'll keep having issues and problems. We'll keep, we'll keep taking culture and confusing it with revelation. And taking revelation and confusing it with culture. That is the reason why a lot of people do all sorts of things in the name of, you know, revelation. Because they don't understand that you have to separate the cultural effects or elements, the historical elements, and the scriptural, spiritual element, the revelatory element. You have to separate them. Why have you not gone and killed people, all the people in your village, because they are worshiping idol, as they did in the in the in in the in the, in the books of the Bible? Why are you taking some and not, not taking the other? Take everything now. If 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 you will, you want to obey the scripture. Let us understand this. This is where I'm going to stop today. Um, I've done a lot of talking. <laughs> this is where I'm going to stop today. Thank you for, for always uh, coming to listen to my podcast. Um, I'm going to do a little bit more. Um, like you guys know, I'm in Dubai, living it my, my best life. <laughs> living my best life, like they say. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm going to do a, an audio, you know, a... Um, I'm going to do a, a, a video, uh, a podcast, sorry, and then share some of my experiences here. It's been a beautiful experience. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.